Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to the Inside Connection coming to you live from L.A. Good evening, Christina. How are you? I'm doing good tonight. Happy to be here as always. How are you doing? Good, good. It's It's been a lot of cloudy days, but mm. uh, but but doing fine, working hard, kids back in mm-hmm. school. Things are, you know, there's some normalcy. Got my mm. vaccine. I think you did too. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Feels good. Feels good to, you know, be participating in that um, since, uh, you know, we don't have an obligation to do it. But at a certain point, if you don't get vaccinated, the only reason why you'll be able to be unvaccinated is because everybody else is. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. So I, I, I don't mean to say it in an obligatory way, but I feel like it's like a social responsibility. And because I have moon in Aquarius, I feel that um, participating in the formation of herd immunity is a good thing. No particular judgment or anything like that. I didn't really even necessarily think that I, I needed to. But Hmm. it was more about, I'm glad I did because I wanted to participate in that. Yeah, I think participation is definitely key. It's not just like participation for our own lives, letting us do what we want to do, go travel, go to the grocery store, whatever it is, go to a party. But it's also for the participation in society, helping helping others. That's another part of it, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, the and, and it is others. both. It is both. It yeah. is both. But you know, part of my kid going back to school too. Once once we move out and we start socializing again, then we're exposed to all of those people again through every contact that we have. Yeah. Anyway, not to uh start the show off with a you know, vaccine note, but you know, <laughs> it feels a little Torian to me. It's very grounded, mm. very practical. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Our bodies. And since we're going to be we're going to be talking about Moon and Taurus tonight, so I think that that fits in there for me. Of course. I wanted to look at where the planets are now, though, and kind of go over that a little bit. It was interesting that the Moon and Venus are conjunct in Gemini mm. um, right now, and that's nice. There's, that's some laughter. I had I had some laughs today with some clients actually, which was funny. You know, it was maybe a little sarcastic. Maybe a little uh-huh. cynical, but it still was funny. We were laughing, um, serious belly laughing. And you know, when when you look at those theater masks, right? Comedy and tragedy. Yeah. They are representative of healing modalities because we heal through laughter and we heal through crying. So mm. both are are good methods to get us to have some kind of a catharsis. Because the kind of laughing that I did today was definitely the kind of laughter that you do when you're looking at the brilliance or the inane silliness or just the confusion and um, mind boondogglery of life, you know, and you look at all of that and you can laugh about it. There's healing in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it gives you perspective. It brings you out of it a little bit. It helps you understand that maybe it's I don't want to say not as serious, but not as serious. It just lightens it. It lightens the Mm -hmm. load a little bit. So important. 
I yeah. love that. And and at the same time, when you realize that you're either laughing at yourself or you're laughing at something quite serious, that's where the healing comes in. That's where yeah. you've made light. You've made light of something um, that maybe you weren't making oh, light I'm, of. And I, right. Yeah. I'm thinking of like those times when, I mean, at least for me, there's been a couple of heavy moments in my life and I've, it's, you know, caused me to have days, maybe weeks even of just heavy feeling. And then that first moment of laughter, that first like smile that you get, the first levity that comes, it's like, oh, it's like a nice breath. You're like, that yeah. exists as well in this world. For sure. That reminded me of 9-11, because I remember mm. for the week right after 9-11, I wondered if I would ever laugh again. It was really mm. in my mind. I was like, hmm, do you ever get to laugh again? Like, because I don't want to. And yeah. that was an interesting feeling, you know, just mm. to process so much pain and grief. So the sun is in now the last piece of Taurus and uh, moving quite quickly on to Gemini. There's only seven more days. So we have one more week of Taurus energy and we only have one more day of Jupiter and Aquarius because Jupiter is going to do a little sneak attack on Pisces for the next two months. I know, kind of exciting. I think that's good. Everybody should grab their hookah and, um, and find some outdoor space because summer is coming mm. and um, you know it, it's good there's a lot of air um, there's definitely a lot of air there's no fire in the chart which there hasn't been there won't be for a while only when the moon goes through fire so we're still dealing with a fireless chart um, and you know that has its own issues as far as creativity and coming up with new ideas it's not a time to necessarily start something new it's mm-hmm. a really great time to review and to mm-hmm. master and edit and kind of go over things that you know you've been working on but not necessarily a time to completely come up with a brand new idea that can happen when the moon is periodically in fire because we, we're never in an in a fireless chart for long. Mm. Um, But um, yeah, the rest of the chart is a a lot of Gemini and a lot of Aquarius and a lot of Taurus and a lot of earth. Um, It's, it's a, you know, it's a time I think for us to keep continuing to socialize and get out there and be with people and have some grounded experiences with them. And I'm glad that that's happening. Me too. Me too. I was going to, um, just one thing about the moon in general, which is that what I had just said, which is that it did more the astronomy part of the moon, which is that because the moon goes around the earth every 28 days, basically, um, it goes through all 12 signs in 28 days. And so that means that it only spends about two days and a little bit in each sign, two and like a third. So the moon changes sign quite frequently. It's in Gemini today. It'll be in Gemini tomorrow. And then it will definitely be in Cancer by the weekend. This is the way in which the, the moon moves and the way in which it creates fluctuation. 
And I think that that correlates with the actual astrological meaning of the moon. And I know that you wanted to say a few words about that. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, let's I yeah, I'm excited we get to talk just spend a little spot for a second talking about the moon. I I think that the moon is really important. We kind of put so much emphasis on the sun, you know, everybody knows their sun sign, right? But uh in the sky but, they're the same size. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You're making a little Yes, exactly. Right, right. So we were awake by the sun, but we're asleep by the moon. We do also live our lives uh, with the moon as well. So um, it is a really important um, entity for us, a planet for us. Our, it's one of our um, our luminaries, as we sometimes call it in astrology, right? It's some of the light that we live by. So very reflective energy, very inner um, energy, more to do with our subconscious and um the habits that we live by. Sometimes I like to think of the moon as the the person that you are when you're with your family. Like when you go to a family gathering um, and you're with all the people that you really feel comfortable with, um, how are you there? Are you the show-off? Are you the empathetic, quiet one, the artsy one? Are you the... Um, you know, the person who is fussy and, and wants to fix everything, are you the planner? And there's all kinds of different archetypes that we can take on with our family. And when that um, that kind of is, expresses itself almost subconsciously, habitually, we're not even really thinking about it. So the moon is this really deep, deep part of us that um, I think we sometimes don't pay enough attention to. So uh, being in Taurus now uh, can give us a little glimpse as to, um, you know, the our bodies, how we habitually deal with our bodies. What do we subconsciously feed our bodies? How do we treat our bodies? Um, also, in a general sense, security and how we feel secure in the world. Um, what habits do we create in our lives to make us feel secure? To make safe. it feel safe, exactly right, and and that's generally uh, also a more umbrella term for the moon as well. I mean, the moon is the part that does make us feel safe. It's connected to our emotions. We don't want to be hurt. We don't want to um, waste away or die or not be seen or all these awful things. So, the safety that comes with that, the emotional safety, the emotional peace perhaps that we're looking for with the moon um, all connected to that all fascinating um, even the mother as well our mother involved with the moon and how we viewed her growing conditioning. up how she conditioned us our, our did she um, you know um, foster or nurture us through food? Did she foster or nurture us through how we look, how we act out in the world, how we treat others, all kinds Great. of different things. Um, and you, taking you that use with the us. word habitual. You use the word habitual. Yeah. And I thought that that was a really good word for conditioning, right? Conditioning mm -hmm. creates habitual emotional reactions. So 
the conditioning of the moon then results in the habitual emotional reactions that we have in the world. I thought that was brilliant. Mm, yeah, right. Exactly. Do you, how do you respond in a very like, you know, your most primal reactionary way? What is right. that response? Are you Which connected of course, to like it? You said, like you said, you're going to see that in the family environment because it's hard to cover it. You know, like in public, in public, that's not where we usually show the moon because, you know, mm. it can be a little raw or a little more um, unexpressed. You know, when we have transits, astrological mm. transits to the moon, they, mm. it, can, it can bring about um, sometimes confusion for us as individuals because we're reacting to things in that habitual emotionally conditioned way and yet mm. we don't even realize why we're doing it and we have a transit to the moon and it brings that to the surface and makes it more obvious to us because it makes it more obvious to others mm. Mm. perfect yeah I, right as like a reflection i mean that's part of the moon's domain too is reflecting off of our past, reflecting off of other people and reflecting off of our subconscious, all of that. Um, reflection's a really big deal. It's amazing. I, I think that the moon is very important. I like saying that it's the, the vessel that holds the sun. So it mm. becomes the watery aspect of our personality, the more high priestess energy and mm -hmm. it contains so that the sun, we're so connected to it at a conscious level, mm -hmm. then there needs to be some kind of an unconscious container that holds the space for that energy. And um, that's why it's in the background, right? That's why it's in the background. It's like the set, you know, it's, ah. it's the set. It, it, it's the, the part that's not consciously noticed because uh -huh. it fits it fits it's the background you know and yet without it right if if you took every every scene and every movie and you stood it in front of a white screen it wouldn't look the same way <laughs> so right. Every, right. every every conscious action needs a set and the and the moon creates that in the background behind our personality oh i love that that's so good right Right, so a Torian set. What is that? A, a garden, a bank. What are the Torian sets that we're where we are right here? now? Yeah. Yes, well, where we are right now, new moon in Taurus. It's it's. I think it comes from the engagement of spring, right? So, mm -hmm. like being the real engagement of spring. It's it's we're in it. We did a thing about May Day, uh, a show about May Day, um, which I thought was really quite nice. And I was glad mm -hmm. to do that with you. I think that was two weeks ago. And then, you know, now new moon energy is another, it's like, it's like putting the pedal down even harder, you know, uh, booster mm -hmm. rockets, you know, mm -hmm. on, on 2021, that's the new moon. Ah. Of Taurus. It's, 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 maximum speed you know it's eight of wands in in the tarot it's full speed ahead it, ah. it's um it's now does it have a does it have the taurian element to it of course it does the full speed ahead means that the leaves are really getting big and the flowers have flowered you know, uh -huh. like now we're getting almost like post flowering or peak flowering in certain parts of 
um, mm. New England for sure, where there's cherry trees and dogwoods. And even in Los Angeles, this is the time of the jacarandas. And they're very, very um, obvious. And, uh-huh. and, they, and they make a big splash, right? For, for those people who don't know what that tree is, it blooms around Mother's Day in purple in purple flowers, a gigantic tree that's just completely covered in a blue-purple flower, and they're all over Southern California. So it, it definitely, this time of the year, reminds us that we're very engaged in spring, mm-hmm. no matter where we are. Right, exactly. And it feels extra potent, I feel like, this year around. I mean, we, we obviously missed last year. So now everyone's everyone's ready to be in full bloom. They've been so in their little seed pockets, waiting and waiting and waiting. The sun's out, it's warm. Everyone else is excited. Exactly. We even had a Kentucky Derby this year that mattered. You know, yeah. like the, because that's very spring, right? It used ah. to be like the people go and they put on their bonnets and they drink mint juleps and they watch the horses race. And that's all of that is very engaged with spring. It's very, uh-huh. like, a, you know, horsepower and a horse running at full speed like that's very, um, it, it, it's, it's the drama of the season for sure. It's, oh, uh, I love that. Yeah. The archetype of the the archetype of the season. I was in the backyard just before the show, and I saw a big hummingbird, really big. Like I saw a hummingbird, like meaty, healthy hummingbird. <laughs> I thought it was a really good sign. You know, it was one of those species. Mm-hmm. We have two or three species out here. A couple of them are really tiny. One of them is the one that's kind of bright green with a white throat. And that one is big already. It's the larger sized one. But this was, this was like, he had something to show for himself. (laughs) And he was flying all around the garden, having such a good time. And I thought, there Uh, he is, Moon and Taurus right there, having come down to earth to say hello. Yeah, right. I exist. I am here. My body is here. I am, you know. I have, uh, I'm strong, the strength there. It's another thing about this habitual thing that you were talking about that I thought while you were speaking before, which was habitual sensory input, Um, Mm. habitual Mm. sensory input, right? We go, we like to eat the same foods. We listen to the same music. We like to put on the same colors, the same clothes, the same perfumes, the same powders, the same shampoo that, you know, we, mm-hmm. we get, we get habitually conditioned in the sensory world and um, new moon in Taurus could be a good time to try on something else, you know, expand the boundaries of the sensory world that you invite into your own life. Oh, I love that into the subconscious, even the, yeah, because there is such a, um, enjoyment that happens and a, a, a grounding. It's almost like a safety feeling. I mean, the moon likes to feel safe and protected and Taurus does too. So combined, you know, feeling, feeling good in nature, you know, the, the greenery, the trees, the wind, it feels solid. And there's something about feeling solid that feels safe. Feeling good at home. Mm. Feeling good yeah. at home. Right, right. Paint a, good paint a wall a different color. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. 
enjoyment. Enjoyment there. We were looking also at um, some of the uh, the celebrities and famous people that had Moon and Taurus. I think that they mm-hmm. some of them were quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Carl Jung came to mind because we love Jungian astrology because he loved Jungian Jungian psychology because he loved mm-hmm. astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Christina Aguilera, Prince Harry, and his father, Harry of Meghan fame. And um, and his and his father both have Moon and Taurus, you know. They probably uh, really Teresa, enjoy royalty. Oh, Mother yeah. Teresa, sweetie pie, mm-hmm. Virgo, Moon and Taurus, dedicated, selfless, grounded, practical um, person. Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison, so good. Him, yeah. Meryl Street, Robert Downey Jr. There's a couple of people I think that are Mick Jagger also as another, oh, yes. um, you know, singer from that, that, that age, right? Jim Morrison and Mick Jagger both have Moon and Taurus. And so the production of music, again, as a sensory experience and the way that Taurus mm. has tangible connection to all of the senses. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Also wow, from yeah. that time. Nice. The famous Moon Taurus, yes, the quality. Elton John. Hollow. Also from the 40s, you know. And Quentin Tarantino, let's throw him in there for fun. <laughs> he does have an artistry. He does have he does. an artistry. He does. In the physical he world. He has a particular sense of what's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we may not all agree, but it still exists. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. And so those people that we just mentioned are designed to give us some idea of what does, you know, Moon and Taurus do to the personality. And as Christina was saying, what it what it does is it provides a um, a foundation for the emotional life, the vast emotional life that we do have conditioned as children, mostly by our parents, but then we get to express as an undercurrent of the way in which we um, have needs in the world. So we could think of it as like emotional needs. In numerology, Hmm. um, the moon would be equated with like the vowels in your name, right? The soul, they call it the soul urge in numerology. So it's Mm -hmm. like the urging of the soul, something that you're not quite connected to consciously, because that would be the sun. Right. And again, in numerology, that's all the, the letters in your name. Mm -hmm. And, but if you take out just the vowels and you add them up, you get the soul urge. And that's uh, another little piece of trivia for you. I love it. Mystical trivia. On the inside connection. Well, that's why we are the inside connection, because if you want to know the backstory and you want to know what's really going on, call your astrologer. <laughs> call us up. We'll call your you, astrologer. We'll give you a hot they'll, tip. Yes. yes that's they'll so let you know. interesting. Right. Right. The moon. It's a just so lovely, I think. I mean, we follow it. You know, it's our... So bright, right? When it's such a full, bright moon, the earth looks so different. It's just so now important. we're going to see it waxing. 
Now we're going to see Mm -hmm. it waxing in the next few days. If you're paying attention, you'll see the moon right after the sun goes down because we're just Mm -hmm. past the new moon in Taurus. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a growing moon. So it's a good time to do any kind of growth-oriented thing. Mm -hmm. If you want, it's a good time to plant the garden, right? Always after the new moon in Taurus because usually that means frost is definitely over. It's a good time to put seedlings in the ground. And and um, and then m- meaning that there's that safety. Uh, I was right? just going to say, yeah. yep. Now it's yeah. safe. We're secure. We're safe enough to start something. We're safe enough to grow something and embody it. So Have what it- are you feeling safe to do? Listeners, ask yourself, what am I feeling safe to do right now? Now that the danger of frost has passed. What am I I feeling safe to do? Because how can I engage in this prolific time of the year that's going to produce some level of abundance that I'll harvest in the fall? What am I feeling safe to do? Mm. I think um, for me, it definitely has to do with writing, teaching, Mm. um, parenting, Mm. All of those things. Safe to meaning parenting, like examine one's parenting <laughs> and uh-huh. and uh-huh. you know, take a look at what's working and what might not be working. Look for other forms of information. That's coming, right? Last week's show was the about the way in which we're already engaging Gemini. Mm-hmm. We're already engaging Gemini, right? There's three there's three planets in Gemini right now, Moon, Venus, and Mercury. And yep. yet tonight we've taken a step back to Taurus. Uh-huh. So it's we're doing that dance a little bit, right? How do we stay grounded? What do we feel safe doing? What do we need to communicate? What do we need to learn in order to mm-hmm. be able to really create that engagement? pick up all the information and move forward after that right but first we need that safetyness that we need that ability to feel grounded and secure i love that yeah i was just thinking it's so funny i um i was thinking about um you know the idea of cryptocurrency you know we have uranus the planet traversing its long way in through the sign of Taurus. So there is something to do with um, n- newness or progression of, of Taurus in general and um, the earth and um, our reality and our, our goals of feeling safe. So um, I was thinking about that as well. I was thinking of doing a little deep dive into cryptocurrency, into the new, Money paradigm, newness of it. High risk. High high risk. Well, it seems as if there's less and less risk as it as it goes on. More and more people are getting involved. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Very possible. Possibly, you know, that's a whole huge financial conversation. But you know, like the World Bank's own gold. So right. I think if they think that cryptocurrency was actually going to interfere with gold, they would make cryptocurrency illegal. That's all the governments have to do is make it illegal and it will crash. 
Mm-hmm. If they forbid, if they forbid decentralized currency, right, currency mm-hmm. outside of national markets, right, then that'll be the end of cryptocurrency. Right. That's a little bit of a risk there, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> so, on that note, <laughs> I would be, I would be prudent. I would be prudent with Uranus and Taurus when you're making your investment. Of course, of course. Yeah. Let's see. It's unbelievable how time flies. I know. Time I flies. already. I know. Well, new moon, new show, new time. Next week, we'll be here on the interconnection. Yes. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific. We hope to are see we, you here. Um, yes, I was just going to ask real quick. Are we talking about Jupiter and Pisces? Is that going to be this week or next? We should be. It's exciting time. Jupiter and Pisces, there's your cliffhanger. All right. Yes, there. Yes. Yes. Jupiter and Pisces. So much yeah. potential there. Yeah. It's time to do something virtual. You know? Uh-huh. Like like go listen to some sixties music and dance around the living room. <laughs> oh yeah. Get into that. We, need, we, need, to get, we need to get space. reconnected with love. We need to get reconnected with love in a really big oh. way. And Pisces oh. is about as big of a love as there is if you can uh-huh. actually harness it. So mm. Jupiter and Pisces is a whole lot of love. So, <laughs> I love that. On, on that note, a little Zeppelin for you at the end. We'll see you next week, everybody. I hope you have a good week. Have a nice night.